All right. And welcome to Fast Break Breakfast MBA Podcast. My name is Keith here alone for a unique crossover moment for our podcast. Today's podcast isn't actually our podcast. We are releasing an episode of Take It or Break It, which is a podcast that I listen to, hosted by Corbin Smith, and John and I were on it earlier this morning talking about the Grizzlies, so I will release that unedited episode. There is some uh, adult language and jokes, so uh, if that matters to you at all in any way, there's your fair warning. It is exciting that the NBA season has begun in full opening Wednesday night with all the teams. It was incredible. Letting it wash all over me. No joke. Nets Pacers was incredible. The Suns were an embarrassment. The Grizzlies were exactly what I thought they were. The Jazz defense just destroying the Nuggets high-powered offense. I can't wait to break it all down next week. But today, just sit back and let's talk about the Grizzlies with Corbin. A couple bits of news before I play his podcast. If you want any stickers, that's free Fast Break Breakfast stickers. Just send me a DM on Twitter at Fast Break Break. If you thought you were supposed to get stickers and they haven't come yet, please let me know. As far as I know, I have sent out all the stickers. If you want to support our podcast you can do that over at patreon.com slash fast break breakfast this is the busiest time of year for our patreon supporters over at fantrax.com the customizable fantasy site we have our international stackhouse of pancakes league going uh i believe our boy joe yoder got destroyed when dennis schroeder made 13 shots in negative fantasy making 13 shots is really bad because the penalties increase also shout out stanley johnson dropping an incredible 67 points with your over 13 also for any new people who sign up at patreon we have our pickle pick'em challenge which goes on there's monthly winners so if you sign up now and you're like i'm a little bit behind a couple days behind it's gonna be hard to catch up and win there's always november and after that december so anytime you sign up you can start contributing to that also still doing our nfl pick'ems It's going to be fun to send out all these prizes to our big-time Patreon supporters. Thanks to them, and if you want to get involved and obviously help our program as we continue to grow, the way to do that is to go to patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. All right, now for Take It or Break It. Cut out the week from who you've been. Can you win? To an early morning, eh, 8.30 in the morning, that's not that early, edition of Take It or Break It, the sports takes game show of your dreams or your nightmares. I'm your host, Corbin Smith. Let's meet this week's contestants, both from the Fast Break Breakfast podcast, a podcast where uh, where, where two Southern guys uh, bully people about the NBA. Oh, there's three Southern guys. I apologize. Uh, Keith Parrish. Keith, say hello. Hello, Corbin. Happy to be here. I, I'm Keith. I can't even begin to tell you how happy I am to have you. And John Burr. Mahalo, everyone. Uh, John is drinking a ginger ale. Uh, or, or so he claims. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Papa, Papa puts bourbon in his coffee cup. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Keith, I don't. What do you? What do? What do? What would you have for breakfast, Keith? Oh, that's your guys. Oh, that's your guys's thing. I forgot. I know. Is, I know stuff. Is our shtick. You can use it. It's fine. Okay. Uh, I ha- I haven't had breakfast. I had uh, two cups of coffee. 
Oh, okay. John, John, what'd you have for breakfast other than ginger ale? How very on brand of you to ask. Um, I have been awake for three minutes, so <laughs> well, okay. Only, only ginger ale. I, I, I woke about about an hour ago, and then I stared at my phone in bed, which is probably my worst habit. Uh, and then I, uh, and then I took a Zoloft. And ate Ooh. half a uh, and half a uh, handful of granola. So, uh, you so you it. think of all your habits? Looking at your phone is uh, the worst. Looking at my like phone a- in bed in the morning is not a good habit. <laughs> well, okay. I, I mean, what other habits am I supposed to have? I don't drink. I stop smoking pot. Like those. That sounds like a bad habit. What? Your teetotaling. That's a bad habit, man. It's not a bad habit. It's fun. Hey, right. Zolo- Zoloft is drugs too, pal. <laughs> I yeah, I suppose in the in the grand scheme of things. Not for the not for the upper class, John. Not for the upper how, class. How how would one recreationally use Zoloft? You there is I'm not even fucking kidding you right now, John. There's absolutely no way you could recreationally use an SSRI. <laughs> it's not fun. It's not like I sometimes I accidentally take two Zoloft and basically I just spend the entire rest of the day like feeling slightly floatier and uh uh and also getting deja vu all day so yeah maybe that's what happened to chandler parsons he's got he's on zoloft now you know i actually (laughs) think it's that his body's terrible yeah i don't want to i also think his soul is terrible wow why do you guys say chandler part okay we'll get to it okay save it uh, thank you for joining us, Keith and John. It's time to get to the gristle, but first we have to spell out the rules. Take it or break it is a five-round game where we will discuss four topics. A not bad take is worth one or two points. An actually good take is worth three points. A scorching hot take is worth five points. But beware, a garbage take will be worth negative three points. But if you can manage to string together four garbage takes in a row for a total of negative 12 points, you will be named the automatic winner of the takes portion of the contest and enter the trivia uh, round with like a pronounced four point of it. It is... Not unlike shooting the moon, John. But and that's, wow. that, that finally happened recently, right? Yes, uh, Sean, uh, Sean Newell shot the moon. That's, that's, good. that's full Bayless. Full Bayless. Yeah, my, my good friend Skip. <laughs> uh, would you got, you know, I, you know, once again, I quit smoking pot, but uh, if I had the opportunity to smoke weed with Skip Bayless, I probably would. <laughs> I, just, I just want the world to know that. Skip, if you're out there. Let's get some dabs. Could you, imagine, dabs. Could you imagine if before he went on his show, he actually was relaxing by smoking a big bowl? Like, do you, could you imagine if what we see on TV is <laughs> mellow skip? Yeah. Like, instead uh, of just feeling good. Yeah. You, do you, did you guys read that men's health? I could talk about the men's health article about no. Skip Bayless. Oh my God. It's incredible. It's about his workout routines and stuff. Skip Bayless loves to be jacked. And, uh, uh, he apparently eats every night. He eats one boiled chicken breast and broccoli for dinner every night. Did you know this man is the brother of uh, yeah esteemed yes, uh, yes, yes. celebrity chef Rick Bayless? Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the second part of this. Is that his brother is uh a well-regarded Mexican food chef? I swear to God, I have just reached into my pantry and uh, procured a Rick Bayless simmer sauce, which uh, he looks so happy and non-skippy. Yeah. Apparently, Rick Bayless would make them like go to Mexico to eat food for vacations. I, I, heard, I heard Rick Bayless in some other context, and when he said that, I was like, I wonder how Skip felt about that. So... If Rick, if Rick and Skip want to come on the podcast and talk about their childhood, I just want you guys to understand. Like, I, I would, I would cast my format aside without even thinking about it, just to get to the bottom of Rick and Skip Bayless's relationship. I think they're estranged. Not kidding. You do? Yeah, I think they're completely estranged. Keith, do you have any? Keith, do you have any? Do you have any sense of the on this or? I this is news to me that Skip Bayless uh, was not hatched from an egg as an only child. Oh, fair enough. Uh, I've heard. I, I think Skip is completely estranged, like Aaron Rodgers style, from his whole family. Oh no, <laughs> Skip! For real. 
come on, Skip. I mean, I understand why Aaron Rodgers is estranged from his family. They seem like shitheads, but uh, come on, Skip. Uh, are, are you sure it's not the other way around? Are you sure that, like... like his... I'm not sure of anything, I say, but uh, I, I know it's, it's something to do with his father's alcoholism. Oh, no. Uh, and with his brother, I can only assume it's food allergies. Because <laughs> uh, anyone anyone who eats boiled chicken is certainly, like, so allergic to peanuts, they won't get it on flights unless you remove all nuts. I, so... Maybe, maybe like... Uh... Maybe does Skip live in a bubble? Like, do you think he like goes home and goes into like a hermetically sealed bubble where he with that has a weight set in it every night? I mean, you could tell me almost anything about Skip Bayless, and I would believe it. Yeah, I agree. You could tell me. You could tell me he is Volcel, or that he is like a Venus and Furs guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I would, I would, I would, I would accept both. I would accept both ideas with equal. Ex- I would accept both ideas equally. It's a little early in the morning, guys. It's not early in the morning. It's fucking almost nine o'clock. I'm That's pretty early. This not, is devastatingly early. So this is central time for John, and this is earlier than he ever agrees to do anything. So this is very Correct. early for Thank John. You, John. Too. I appreciate it. I was I was I was watching the Jeff Goldblum. Um, Larry Fishburne classic deep cover not four or five hours ago, so very oh. early indeed. Does that hold up, John? I haven't seen it in a while. Is that a movie oh, about? Special. Is that a movie about Skip Bayless uh, uh, wearing mustaches to S and M clubs? <laughs> I think that's Black Rain. You're thinking of? Oh, sorry, pardon me. Uh, is that Cruising? The Pacino classic? Yeah, Cruising. Yeah, Cruising. Uh, that movie. That movie makes you feel guilty for watching it this day and age. I, you know, I gotta say, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't care for movies. Ah, no, that's well, not true. I like, I, I like some movies. <laughs> I watched They Live the other night. Oh, classic! Yeah, good movie. Uh, there's a there's a twenty minute. Put on the season. glasses. Yeah, put on the glasses. No, you gotta fight. You gotta fight to make people see the truth, guys. It's a metaphor. All right, question. An... One. Sorry, yes, go ahead. sorry. No, please, Keith. I, oh, I... I was gonna say They Live. Unfortunately, holds up too well. No, oh, it's yeah, as yeah, if yeah. they made it for today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the only thing about they live that doesn't make any sense is that a resistance movement would be based out of a church. <laughs> uh, also, that actress's horrible, horrible, piercing, terrifying blue eyes. Uh, My God. Oh man. Uh, okay, question one. Zebo, Tony, gone. Mark and Mike remain surrounded by a motley collection of extremely bizarre players and David Fisdale, who kind of seems like he wants to kill someone all the time. The West is getting better. The Grizz look like they might have been left behind. But then again, this is some shit you could have said before, and they've managed to jerry-rig something together. So is this it? The end of the road? Will the Grizz party finally end here in 2017? John, you first. Well, let me answer your query with a query. Define will the Grizz Party end? Are you uh, because the Grizz Party, as we know it, is a team that can perennially make it to the playoffs. However, as uh, Amin Al Hassan is so aptly put, miserably put, loses in the playoffs every year. I think this can still be a playoff team, but I think that's about all you can get from this group. And if you're talking about the grit and grind era, absolutely over. We don't play that style of basketball anymore. The players who define that style are gone. This is a new pace and space team. I, we, we're going to have to figure out some kind of sobriquet for it, but I don't have it yet. So that should be our mission going forward, I think. But yeah, I would say stylistically, surely done. But as a team that can win between 40 and 50 games a year, still the same. Wow, really? How are they going to win 50 games in a year? Uh, I don't see 50 games. Like, But if you can, if they are able to add another piece to uh mike and mark i mean you have to you have to realize that zach was bad and tony is old um i i think tony probably will never have the uh featured kind of chaos agent role that he had ever again on any team so that i mean we've truly seen the the end of like one of the most delightful careers in nba history for me so 
Well, also Corbin winning 40 games is winning between 40 and 50 just to stand up for John. <laughs> I suppose that is true. I think when I said 50, it mollified him, which uh, I understand. Well, uh, saying they can win between 40 and 44 games doesn't really roll off the tongue as easily. <laughs> right. Well, they, I, I really think they can win between like 41 and 43 games. I, I'm probably with you. Um, That's a narrow window. <laughs> yeah, I know. That, that was the joke. <laughs> <laughs> 42 is the meaning of, of life after all. So yeah. let's try to hit that number Not for directly. Me, baby. You, know the, you know what the meaning of life is for me, Add baby? that zero. Add that zero. Oh, no. I was going to so say 20? 60. I was going to say 60. Ah, but, pretty close. Yeah. Uh, you, can get into, you can get into any lockbox in my life by using some combination of the numbers 420 and 69. John, maybe you it's should. It's pretty much every password. Maybe you should be a little more mature, huh? Not to. I know. I know. Not to. Uh, so you think they could make the playoffs? I just, how could they make the playoffs this year? It's insane. Um, they'll need for guys like Dylan Brooks Oof. and guys like one the, point, you know, one point, laughable, laughable uh, Chandler Parsons to become, you know, rotation players, which Chandler has yet to be. But hey, one game in, Dylan Brooks looks like the savior. One, so let's do that. One point. Putting your putting your hopes into Dylan Brooks, a guy named Dylan. Unbelievable. Keith, your turn. Well, I was going to say yes. Grit and grind era is over. I think I'm going to go with the spit and shine era. I don't know. That just kind of came to me. Maybe because uh, we're going to play a little fancier. We're mm-hmm. going to be uh, spit shining our shoes. Maybe doing a little uh, rest of the league, trying to get up and down the court run. Uh, we're not going to play that same grinded out slow pace. I do think this team will still be a really good defensive team. I think kind of, I guess, disagreeing with John slightly where he said we need Chandler Parsons to be a role player. No, we need Chandler Parsons not to play. And I'm actually <laughs> encouraged by that. Uh, I heard John Hollinger say recently that Wayne Selden and Mario Chalmers are, are part of the Grizzlies top eight. And I started doing the math being like, well, I think that means... Chandler Parsons isn't part of their top eight, which is really good. Like the, the fact that they've acknowledged that he's a backup for at best, I think is really good. So I think you have two elite guys, Mike Conley, who was underrated for years, then got slightly overrated, then became properly rated, is now underrated again. Like I don't think people understand how incredible he is. Uh, Marcus Hall is really good. And then beside those two, you've just filled in with, you know, like replacement level ish players. Uh, Jermichael Green got hurt opening night. Yeah, it's not great, but like he's a great, you know, spacing power forward who can guard just about anybody. And then you have a bunch of other like kind of good guys. The return of Mario Chalmers. Uh, we're excited about Wayne Selden. Uh, Dylan Brooks, who sounds like a beat poet. Yes, uh, had a great first night, but him just being a capable, okay backup that doesn't kill you looks like it's going to be pretty good. And it looks like the Grizzlies might actually have a second unit for the first time in like three years. So, yeah, grit grind's dead. Is it over for this team? No. Like, I think good defense and elite play from Mark and Mike uh, is going to squeeze them into probably missing the playoffs just barely. All right. Two-point take for you, Mike. Uh, I got a pair of follow-up questions for both of you. Um, first, uh, why do you guys hate Chandler Parsons so much? Uh, I... Jealousy. Intense jealousy. Speaking only for myself. I mean, you know, he's have you just, seen? Have you seen his Instagram? Yeah, but I mean, you know, he's out there thirsting right now, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I hate him mainly for the public thirsting, harassing women online. Like, I think that's kind of abysmal to be as rich and as handsome as he is, to then like publicly go on Instagram asking girls to remove their clothing. It's untoward. It's boorish behavior. So that combined with how incredibly bad he is. Uh, at basketball now uh i don't really i don't think i've ever booed my team but i can't be too upset at the grizzlies home fans for booing him for that whole combination i mean i can't get in the head of every person who booed but like eh, i'm not gonna blame him that much mainly based on that off-court behavior that i find unsavory combined with uh the unfortunate albatross that is his salary yeah shankoon is kind of like uh a double-edged sword because he does bring us so much, uh, so much fodder. Yeah, I mean, you know, our podcast wouldn't be our podcast without old, good old Chan Coon. And I and I will freely admit I was 
delighted when we signed him. I guess that's why when you finally land a big free agent and he turns it to ashes in your mouth like this, pretty painful. Yeah. You know, the Blazers almost uh, signed him and then they didn't. uh, CJ McCollum is is want to remind you via Twitter. Yes. (laughs) Uh, You guys got Evan... Evan Turner instead. I'm sorry, I don't know. Who, would, I'm sorry, I don't know who Evan Turner is. I we just, would trade uh, you for him. I, uh, I don't I, know if you want to trade. Uh, we'll take Evan Turner if you want Cancun. Evan was all right last night, at least. I don't know if you guys saw, but the Blazers uh, beat the Suns by 50 points. Billion, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched some of it and laughed and laughed and laughed. <clears throat> the Suns are supposed to win 29 games, 30 games to hit their over. Man, down the under. Still laughing about. Sorry, that. I don't know what an over under is. I I like sports for the art, not for gambling reasons. Roger exactly. that. I'm uh, I uh, I uh, 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 I uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, You're second, a Mormon. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not a Mormon. Do you guys have? You guys probably don't have Mormons, do you? <clears throat> We have uh, Seventh Day Adventists instead down here. No, we have yeah, we have we have plenty. If there's a if there's a Bible based thing, it is in Tennessee. Yeah, if you can thump it, it's down here. Yeah, it, I mean, but you know, the Mormons they have a second they have a second special Bible. Yeah, that is true. Right. Are, there, are you allowed to, if, to read that Bible? I believe. Are you allowed to buy it at stores? I don't. I would uh, say the I've book Latter Day Saints is available at every Kroger in Tennessee. All right. Okay. Yeah, I found it tucked into many corners, <laughs> usually between my front door and storm door. <laughs> uh, my second question is: Do you think that the team moving on from uh, slowness and meanness will affect the uh feelings people have about them like do you think that there was something about the style that sort of endeared them to memphis itself or and and leaving that behind might be bad for the squad as a whole uh absolutely i mean i i think it's pretty painful to leave behind a style that was kind of a zag when everyone else was zigging uh thing and made us unique in the nba whereas now like we're just kind of try and do a style a lot of teams in the league do but you know we're, we're just starting so like watching mark go, mark gasol go from you know defensive player of the year to a guy who's heaving threes is kind of jarring and bizarre but um you know this this regime that's what they want so if they're going to make this style change i think you know how effectively they can do that is one thing and, and that the wins are one thing but i don't think you're ever going to have uh, you know a crowd where You've somehow got white people uh, chanting "whoop that trick," you know. Tony and Zebo are gone. We're not playing the same style. Uh, we're not going to see wrestling matches with Blake Griffin, you know, every you know five times a year anymore. So it's going to be an adjustment for sure. And you know, for me, it's a pretty tough adjustment. But hey, this is only a NBA team in the state of Tennessee, so I'm just going to have to you know ride this wave. Keith, do you have an opinion on this matter? What was the question again? It was just like how oh, it was style changing. Well, it didn't. Jesus fucking Christ. Next question. Uh, question two. Uh, even for a team that has built its success uh, on almost entirely on enigmas, this Grizzlies offseason has been an exercise in collecting the strangest and most incomplete players possible. Mario Chalmers, Andrew Harrison, Ben McLemore. Brandon Wright, Tyreek Evans, for Christ's sake. And so I ask you, of this motley crew of recent additions, who is the most beguiling and non-understandable member of this even motlier crew than usual? Keith, you first. I'm sad that Wade Baldwin is gone because he would have been my answer. I think now the most beguiling person they've added is... a. Uh, New guy, second-year player, Deontay Davis. He is a child. We know very little about him. He's very quiet. Apparently, his feet hurt. They claimed he was the future of the franchise. Marcus Hall, I think, compared him to Tim Duncan. Vince Carter built a room in his house for him to come hang out, to which he's never visited. So I don't know much about him. I know he's apparently terrible at basketball, yet the Grizzlies have kind of pinned all their future hopes on him. So, Deontay Davis, you are my enigma. Deontay Davis? I haven't even heard of this motherfucker. 
Exactly. <laughs> wait, so wait, what's this Vince Carter story? Can you, I don't understand this at all. The Vince Carter story is a year ago on NBA TV. I think Vince Carter was talking about how he's just helping out the young guys, mentoring the youngest players on the team. And he just says as an aside, and I built a room onto my house for Deontay Davis to stay in. And most people were like, that's a great story. Like, what a good guy. What a good leader. I know on our podcast, we were kind of like, isn't that a little weird? Like, Vince Carter's 40. Deontay Davis is 19. And he's just like, hey, I got this room with a bunch of mirrors. If you want to come hang out, like, it's all for you. So then that story was out there for like six months. And then recently at Media Day this year, Deontay Davis dropped the bombshell that, no, I've never been to Vince Carter's creepy room. So that's... That's the whole story as far as I understand it. Car- but well, Carter isn't even on the... Well, he was last year. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, Perhaps it's like when uh, like an older traveling comedian oftentimes will take a younger, uh, hipper comedian on the road with them. has nothing to do with liking their comedy. has everything to do with the amount of uh, trim that he can pull. And perhaps he's hoping for he was hoping for some Deontay Davis runoff. How dare you? How fucking dare you say that about Vince Carter, a family man, sir? I know, I know, I know. Unbelievable. You can you can call him one of those Orlando family men's, but Orlando's got some weird places. Just saying. that's where Tiger Woods lives, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, look, you're not look, you're not wrong. You got about some it. of those True Detective Yellow King clubs down there. Uh huh. I'll get even more beguiling with signings with you, but uh, it is truly strange for the Memphis front office to continue to bring back Mario Chalmers, who single-handedly destroyed like billions of hearts of Memphians in the uh, national championship game, and they just keep bringing him back. That's a college college basketball reference there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not familiar. (laughs) They play basketball in college. I didn't... uh... (laughs) You know, basketball, slave trade, tit for tat, tomato, tomato. Uh, was that your answer, John? Because I didn't ask you for your take. That's that's not Uh-oh. really how the show works. I don't. Uh... My bad. Is that your take? I was, I was quietly, I was quietly waiting my turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That's your take is Chalmers. Is hot take. Yeah. Bring back Chalmers over and over. I mean, because I wasn't strange. able to score Keith's take. I don't. You know, I. Uh, you know, it's just that this thing has like a rhythm to it, and you, uh, you yeah, fucked I... it up. Like really, you learn to trust the process. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway, two <coughs> points for Keith. Fucking believable. Okay. <laughs> and John, you say Mario. John, what is your take on the matter? Diamond Rio Chalmers. Diamond Rio Chalmers, because of the Memphis game, where Mario I Chalmers mean, beat the living shit out of Derrick Rose, which in retrospect is actually really cool, because uh, Derrick Rose sucks. Uh, in in many many ways. Well, you're you're allowed to dislike Derrick Rose, and I can't dislike Chandler Parsons. Uh, Derrick Rose rape allegations and sliding into DMs seem a little different. Yeah, Ooh, a little it's bit. a slippery it's a slippery slope. There, that is not a slippery Gate, slope. Ga- that is not a drug, sli- boys. No, it's not a gateway <laughs> drug. It's not a slippery slope. Uh, no, but and also he sucks at basketball. And the second they took away even a little bit of his. Uh, physical abilities. He uh, just is ass. He's just ass. Which one are you talking about? I'm talking about Derrick Rose. I <laughs> suppose I'm I could it was also be talking about saying. Chandler Parsons, but uh, but Rose was like an MVP fella, and then and then they said you are slightly less fast now, and then he was like, I don't know how to pass or do anything. All I know how to do <laughs> is run into people. It's gonna be weird watching an MVP retire and not even sniff the hall of fame isn't yeah it? i i i will say the hall of fame has done some shit and i really think there's a possibility they'll be like ah he was an mvp once but they should not do that he was not really good enough to be an mvp and uh also uh his career after that was unbelievably fucking embarrassing <laughs> so uh, anyway, John, you say Chalmers, eh, whatever, two points. I mean, maybe put a little meat on the take bone there, John. Like, do you have anything else to say about Chalmers? I actually like Mario Chalmers quite a bit. It's yeah, just he's kind yeah, of surprising to me that, yeah, I mean, he's, you know, really an, an, an integral piece for the Grizzlies now. 
if you want to get even stranger, I mean, this is, I can't think of a player who's playing more minutes, who is a worse shooter at his position than Andrew Harrison. But he's still, he's still going to get minutes. He got minutes last night, threw up a classic Andrew Harrison side of the backboard shot, which, you know, you, you think you wouldn't see in the NBA, but he's capable of. Yeah. But, I mean, we, we throw out some – if you want to get dark on the Grizz, we throw out some of the worst shooting lineups you'll ever see. What the what – the, and, what, what, Tyreek, man. Uh, is, Tyreek is also a surprising, strange figure. I think that's a Memphis, like uh, – that's a fan thing because he's from he, – he, he's a Memphis guy. Yeah, so I, I think, think that was marketing. I think good. the marketing arm wanted to yeah. replace Tony Allen with Tyreek Evans to kind of smooth oh, wanted, that w- over. Wait, wait, wait. Wanted to replace the most beloved player in franchise history with Tyreek with Evans. A, with exactly, a yes. beloved player. <laughs> well, yeah. Andrew, going to Andrew Harrison, he, I mean, he's a twin. So, I mean, that's, <clears throat> that's creepy. Very creepy. Yeah, it's a little creepy. But also, when Wayne Selden's healthy, Wayne Selden hopefully is going to be taking the Andrew Harrison non-shooter uh i'm not sure he should be out there minutes in the rotation i loved wayne selden as a college player but i think putting so much so much belief and hope into wayne selden could be folly my well my my floor there is better than andrew harrison so i mean yeah. i'm not <laughs> i'll take anything that's not a very high floor is it no it's really really that's bargain based. are you guys sure are you guys sure you think the team's still gonna be good i'm just saying like can you define no, good? No, I am. I am not sure. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, I'm talking like above forty games. I predicted I them the to win the forty. Go ahead, Keith. Oh, I'm sorry, John. Yeah, I predicted them to win forty three. So that's like the probably a very optimistic take. So I, I kind of like what they're doing. I mean, Gasol. I'm don't get me wrong. Gasol and Conley are both spectacular players, particularly Gasol, who is like a one of a kind quantity in the history of the NBA. But like. Boy, boy, they got rid of guys and they like they probably should have gotten rid of Randolph. Allen we'll talk about in a little bit, but um incomprehensible. But the um but the it's just like you get rid the things they replace them with are just completely insane. Well they they won forty three games last year playing four guys who maybe don't belong in the NBA lots of minutes, which was Wade Baldwin, Andrew Harrison, and Chandler Parsons, which they force-fed, you know, minutes like he was a senior walk-on on senior night. Uh, all right. Uh, this is this is just all to say, I, 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 boy, it is, it's a strange roster, that's all. Uh, is one of you urinating? Yeah, I was about to say, John, are you peeing? Uh, I did have to wash my hands. Oh, okay. <laughs> why? Why do you have to wash your hands? Uh, I'm going to take the Fifth Amendment on that one, sir. Um, okay. Uh, I will say that the Court of T.O.B. does not recognize the bullshit United States Constitution. <laughs> uh, we will be sending shock troops to your home to kick well, down I've got your door. My guns. To kick Second down your door. Rights, baby. Gun- guns. <laughs> take it or break it shock troops uh, they're not scared of guns sir you, so you have like a little ss that's pretty amazing uh yes the um the the um i couldn't think of a pun fast enough uh <laughs> uh question three uh, i totally didn't write this question it's usually a non-sports question let's uh i got a copy of the aclu newsletter here though Maybe there's a topic we could address in that. One second. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, oh man, this is a this is a very heavy issue of the ACLU newsletter. Uh, troubling times. Yeah, <laughs> you're fucking kidding me. You're telling me. Uh. Um, yeah, that's not a good idea. There. Wait, all right. But I do also have a thousand recordings you have to hear before you die by Tom Moon. Maybe there's a good topic in there. All right. Uh, uh, I got a I got a present I could unwrap right now if that would be helpful. No. You got a, you got you got Brian. You, you guys oblique strategies over there. You guys do you guys like uh, the Minutemen? I'm vaguely familiar. 
Yeah, I, I would go with the I'm aware they're a thing. All right. Uh, well, then we can... Mike Watts, more famous band. Uh, wh- what's his less famous band? He's played with everybody, right? Yeah, I suppose that's e- true. <clears throat> uh, I, I quite enjoy the this this band could be your life movie or whatever it is. Yeah, our band. Mike Watts life. seems like a good guy to hang out with. Yeah, he does a lot of crying in that movie because he loved D Boone so much. Yeah, I know. Uh, I saw Mike Watt play once in college, but again, I know know nothing about him. Yeah, yeah. Everybody saw sees Mike Watt play in college. He yeah. l- loves to play to college students. Uh, how about this? Uh, what do you guys think is the best Bill Withers song? John, you first. Um, it's not. The, uh, am I going to be forced to uh, use me up song? I'm. Uh, you you painted me into a corner because I think it's really the only Bill Withers song I know. Is use me? So you just you just keep on using me. You until you use me up. Well, you. I mean, you do know another Bill Withers song, but. Uh, that might be a spoiler. Uh, one point, John. Uh, Use me as a spectacular song. Right. Uh, 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 Keith, what is the best Bill Withers song? Uh, I would say Bill Withers songs aren't worth knowing. Oh, you motherfucker! I have nothing to say. You motherfucker! Why? What a gar negative three! How dare you? Yes, negative three. That is a fucking garbage take. You don't like Bill Withers? Does not does not, does not reflect the uh, opinions of all of Fast Break Breakfast. I might add. Unbelievable. How, how do you? I, I wanted to get a Bayless, man. I got I got one Bayless <laughs> on the board. I'm excited about it. How the fuck? How the fuck are you going to sit here and slander Bill Withers? I think we have an Keith. ESPN situation where Keith was instructed to take the opposite opinion, regardless of uh, uh, creed or, or faith. Unbelievable. This is you're, you're I'm insulting. Just, I'm just religion. first taken over here. Anyway, "Lean on Me" is a Bill Withers song, uh, John. Oh no, no, no! That's a Morgan Freeman movie. No, it's a. I can, oh, I can get behind that. Uh, I thought Whoopi Goldberg wrote that. You thought Whoopi Goldberg wrote "Lean on Me." I did not think that. I can't believe I forgot that was Bill Withers. Yeah. I still like "Use Me Up" better though. All right. Also, ain't no it's sunshine. Got, it's, got that, it's got that amazing organ in there. Yeah. Oh, look, don't get me wrong. Use Me is a wonderful song. It's, it's a perfectly acceptable choice. But he also wrote uh, uh, Ain't No Sunshine. And, uh, probably, he wrote that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, some, this, yeah, some classics. Been, this, that was a much harder question than I thought. Yeah, I know. But not, you know, I got to say, neither of you really took it seriously. But in fairness, I came up with it out of the middle of nowhere because I didn't write a question when I was writing the script last night. I just I just said, I'll figure it out tomorrow morning. And then I didn't. So, look, I look, I, look, this is on me as much as it's on you. Although saying Bill Withers is not worth listening to is truly a trash take. And so I uh, and so I was, stri- he was just getting skippy, just getting skippy. Yeah. And well. I'm, uh, yeah, in in that like Skip Bayless has no capacity to feel pleasure or joy. <laughs> boiled chicken. Yeah, the the, <laughs> the 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 boiled chicken boy. Doesn't Jimmy Butler also eat boiled chicken and broccoli for dinner? He has something. Yeah, seri- well, uh, well, you, well, you know what? Way. I hope you don't mind me saying, Jimmy Butler isn't not the Skip Bayless of NBA players. A person who uh, uh, cannot feel joy and who is only appealing. To people who uh, cannot feel good feelings, yeah, I don't think he can feel anything. Yeah, I'm just if you like that's the Thibodeau way, y'all. That's just Tibbs. Jimmy liking Jimmy Butler is is bizarre to me. It, it just it has never made sense. That is a cornered Bulls fan or now Wolves fan. Although Wolves fans, they have I'm a so Blazer. I'm a from, I'm a known Blazer fan, Jonathan. <clears throat> ah, yeah. Well, you have choices then. I mean, you got you got you got Nurkic in town now. Yeah, Nurkic rules. I mean, this is, we'll talk about the yeah. Blazers in a second because. Uh, okay, sorry. Question four. This question is short. Are the Grizz even truly the Grizz without Tony Allen? John, you first. I mean, I, I'm totally ready to like change the name, rebrand. Let's just swap with the uh, the minor league team. What is the Gator Lake team? The Memphis Hustle. That sounds about right. But no, I mean. I, Losing Tony Allen in the offseason is like definitely the worst thing a Grizz fan has probably had to endure. 
I mean, except for maybe drafting Hashim to beat. It's just, why couldn't we just kept, uh, Tony should have retired a Grizz. So, I mean, it's just not the same. And if you saw the ovation he got last night, uh, of course, somehow the Pelicans were the Grizzlies' first home game this, this year. But, you know, just a, a thunderous ovation for Tony when he checked into the game. And it sucks for Tony, too, because Tony really, I don't think, is ever going to have the opportunity to be a featured player on a team again. And even even lesser Tony last year, we were still a better team when he played 25 minutes a night. And we were still a better team when he got minutes over guys like Harrison and these young guys we got now. So it it's not the same to me at all. But it's the hand we're dealt, so you just kind of soldier on. And you, and you take, the, you know, seems like Fizz is a good guy. I don't know if he's a good coach yet. I got no belief in the front office, so this could be the beginning of the end in many ways. But you just kind of have to take the two guys you have left, Mike and Mark, and hope that, you know, you can adapt and become a team that can win, you know, like you said, between 41 and 43 games. Uh, heartbreaking take, John. You have to you have Ooh. to pick up the pieces and move on. Yeah. Does, did it feel like somebody died, John? Absolutely. It's a, he, he was he was our Sonny Corleone, man. You know. He was the he was the lively Corleone brother. Now we've we, we've got Mike, who's you know the the Michael Corleone running the show. But haven't you ever wondered what the Godfather movies would have been like if James Caan had been the featured player instead of Al Pacino? That's the situation. You know, I've never seen the Godfather, so can't honestly say. Uh, Keith, are the Grizz still the Grizz without Tony Allen? No, I don't think so. I'm also heartbroken, like John. Uh, pick up the pieces and move on. Sounds like something from the the lesser works of Bill Withers. Could be. <laughs> Fucking. Uh, I was weeping Gotta pick openly. up the pieces and move on. Yeah, you know what? It does sound like a Bill Withers. Uh, right, you got me. It, yeah, I was weeping openly reading that Players Tribune article that Tony Allen wrote saying, I was not perfect on the Memphis Grizzlies, but my time on the Memphis Grizzlies was perfect. I don't know what the exact word it was, but That's yeah, that could be a, yeah, but I was not perfect a... on the Memphis Grizzlies, <laughs> but my time on the Memphis Grizzlies was perfect. <laughs> so need some, is... need some Hammond organ cranking underneath. <laughs> yeah. This is a guy who says like, I still want to live in Memphis. I still want to be involved with the Grizzlies franchise. I still want to maybe play again for the Grizzlies. This is a guy who desperately wanted to return to the team that he loved and whose fans loved him and a minimum contract would have gotten yeah, we it done. Give a minimum. Yeah. And yeah. they were just like, nah, dude, we got, we got to develop Ivan Rab and Tyreek Evans wants to come. Cut Wade Baldwin. And it's like Tyreek Evans over Tony Allen. That is some bullshit, man. It yeah. really, really is. And they're trying to sell us this bill of goods that Tyreek Evans is the secondary ball handler we need. He can work with the second unit to do some creation. Like in theory, yes. Yeah, but he's Tyreek Evans. But he he's never Tyreek Evans is never healthy. He hasn't been a positive contributor to a basketball team in forever. He's never even been on a good team. Like I'm I'm I have trouble swallowing it. So yeah, we can become the Memphis hustle now. That's fine. Grizzlies are over. Just uh, you know, whatever team Tony Allen on Tony Allen is on can be the Grizzlies from going <laughs> forward. Yeah, the, I'm with the John. Sad part is, I know you were looking forward to like watching Tony Allen on another team and having like a second favorite team. Tony's not going to play enough. Yeah, you're going to be like, you know, painfully looking for this, you know, bird with the beautiful plumage and it's never going to land on your doorstep Keith. it's yeah. over he didn't even get to play much with like the first unit like i thought he would fit in nicely besides beside etwan moore and drew holiday and the big guys in the pelicans but just after that first game no nah, man he was just all running with some garbage second unit uh, it was you go oh, go through time and look at the players who have incorrectly played over tony allen it is mind-blowing and add etwan moore to the list Maybe, I mean, maybe, my God. I even kind of like him, but still. Tony Allen. Yeah. Unbelievable. Ray Allen unfairly played over Tony Allen. <laughs> OJ Mayo. I, I would, I Ray would Allen, not see, even the best. Al I would love to see he got game starring uh, Tony Allen. Yeah. Sort of oh, yeah. Oh, I can't even be. Yeah. It's it's a significantly better movie. That sex scene. More believable. Ooh. Yeah. 
Tony would have Tony would have put put the elbow right into Denzel's face. Absolutely. <laughs> shown him the shown him the fucking truth and the light. God damn it! Every team that didn't sign Tony Allen was befuddling to me. Right. The, I wanted the Blazers to sign Tony Allen so bad. It was it it was it was insane to me that they did not. Man, you got to give Mo Harkless thirty minutes a night. In fairness, Mo's probably gonna have a good year, but. He's pretty you good, but him. you guys need him to play the two and the three. Like, you need that guy. I just, and you know what? And it's hard to get too mad about it because I don't know if you guys saw, but Pat Connaughton, like, after sucking oh, yeah, ass in off. Summer League, is all of a sudden good. He was good in, in the preseason, too. There's no Pat particular. Pat Connaughton is your, uh, is your, is your, your Dylan Brooks. Yeah. <laughs> but he, but there was no, there was literally no reason to believe he might be good. And then all of a sudden he was good last night. And so it's hard to get. Again, he was your Dylan Brooks. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah. Yes, he is. He he definitely shown when you Dylan guys were Brooks. up fifty. That's was... real fandom when you when you hit your hit your all your hopes through this uh, fading like bleak little light. That's that's real. It's fandom. not. No, here's the thing. It's not fandom because I still think the Blazers are a good team, nevertheless. But it's hard not to be like, oh, Pat Connaughton, huh? Oh, a little bit. Well, of isn't depth, isn't huh? Pat Connaughton your Trailblazer fan? Tony Allen and or Tyreek Evans. They just brought this shaggy haired white kid in to appeal to the famous Portland soccer moms. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the Portland crowd that loves white people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, fair that's every NBA city, by the way. I'm not pretending it isn't, but, uh, I think Atlanta might hate white people. <laughs> well, they there got are Atlanta Abbott. fans. Yeah. Oh my. I think uh, Atlanta fans were all at the uh, empty arena Detroit Pistons game last night. I think Atlanta can actually roll out an entire all-white lineup. You oh, got, that's you got impressive. A, you got a Muscala. Oh, you got a. Are we counting Euros? We got Ilyasova. Are we counting Bellinelli? Euros? Jesus Christ! Is that not a fair question? <laughs> Is this? Am I on the wrong podcast? I don't know, man. Uh, um. They, you know, I will say Portland fans did turn on Myers Leonard eventually. So, oh, it's brutal. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't you see it, some it is similarities? Lustily booing him. The don't sim- you see similarities to the the Chandler Parsons and Myers Leonard? He's like a good looking, overpaid white guy. Yeah, except the fans are like, no, I'm no, done no with man. This. You, you're not. You don't watch the Blazers enough to understand like how deep, like how like deep Myers Leonard sinks his claws into you. Not and not like in a good way, like how deep like his malfeasance like buries into your brain and makes you loathe him. I went to I went to a preseason game and I got particularly good tickets. Uh not to brag or anything. Um they were cheap. And um and I and Myers was getting a lot of run because um I have to turn this mic down a little bit, one sec. And Myers was getting a little more run than he normally would, and um uh, he was playing, I'm not, he was playing against Josh Smith and an Israeli team, uh, Maccabi El Hoffa or something. I, I can't recall off the top of my head. And, um, was uh, David Blatt coaching? Uh, no, Blatt was not coaching. <laughs> uh, and, um, uh, he was just losing his mind. Like he couldn't rebound. He was getting frustrated. He was like screaming at people. Like he was, he just was not mentally in a good space while playing playing against a not like a an Israeli team that is not Tel Aviv. Like he's got he's got a little Patrick Bateman American Psycho in him. It sounds like no, no, he doesn't have Patrick because there's no there's nothing cool and collected about it. There's like like he's not like keeping his feelings inside of him or anything. His feelings. He's at the end. He's at the end of the movie, like where he's nude, covered in blood, with a chainsaw. Yeah. Exactly. He is perpetually nude, perpetually red, and perpetually mad. Like, uh, he's he's completely incapable of... He does not... He is not, like, mentally an NBA player. There's just, like, no way around it. Do you feel sad when you watch him? No. That he is no, the... Em- no. Well, for, for me, he's the embodiment of... I am a giant, tall person. They made me play basketball my whole life. And now I've reached the point where I'm not good enough. And I still have to play basketball. This is my job, and everyone's frustrated. And it seems like he's kind of socially awkward, but he's a, you know, he's like a handsome, giant, rich person. And he's like, I have to do this, and I'm not very good. No, it I feel kind of bad it, about him. It doesn't make me sad at all. Okay, it does not. I don't. I do not care. I saw him wearing salmon. 
colored shorts in Las Vegas, though, and I also immediately hated him. But then, then there was some like there was some announcer that was saying his name wrong at, at an NBA game. I think they were calling him Miles Leonard. They were like, the, "That's a fourth foul on Miles Leonard," and he finally yell, like he yells out like, "It's Myers!" I felt bad for him. I felt I felt like, really like this poor man. Nah, is nah, nah, nah. That's funny. Maybe- Maybe that ans- maybe that announcer was just making a uh, Miles Pumley Myers Leonard portmanteau. Huh. It's fair. Uh, this he- I will. The Blazers fans tried. They tried so hard to like him. They tried so hard. And the second, I'm not even kidding. The second Nurkic showed up, everyone turned on him a hundred percent and mass. Like everybody was tired of this bullshit. It- everyone just hated Myers Leonard the second Nurkic showed up. The second. The Blazers were like, we have another white big man for you. They were like, oh, fuck Myers Leonard. The Euros count? Yes. Som- yes. Sometimes you don't know how terrible your ex-girlfriend was until you have a new girlfriend. And that's when it really sinks in. Yeah, certainly. Anyway, that was a pretty good take, as I recall, Keith. I've been talking about Myers Leonard for the past few minutes. So, <laughs> I don't know, two points. Uh, uh, yeah. I, it, but anyway, it's annoying to me that the Blazers didn't sign Tony Allen. They could have used him. Now, uh, uh, one sec. Let me. Uh, there we go. Good job, everyone. It has been a truly spirited and informative taste throwdown. But now, it is time to leave the dominion of the the dominion of opinion and stroll into the glorious palace of concrete fact. I have with me right here a copy of the official NBA trivia book, the ultimate team by team challenge for hoop fans. Uh, Whoa. Published in 1999. Uh, let me. Apparently, I was not smart enough to bookmark the chapter. There we go. Uh, I've selected a series of questions from the Vancouver Grizzlies chapter. Uh, I will read off the questions and four multiple choice selections. The moment you think you know the answer about the Vancouver Grizzlies, uh, press your buzzer by saying your name. Let's practice pressing our buzzers real quick. Keith. Jumper. Wonderful job. I will issue one point for a correct answer, and I will issue two points if you rattle off an answer before I read the multiple choice questions or the multiple choice selections, uh, which will, and I will also give you a chance to offer a take on the topic. A good take will be worth one point. A scorcher will be worth three. Is, do we all understand? Yes. Si, senor. Thank you very much. Question one. Which team did the Grizzlies defeat for their first ever victory? Was it Toronto, Miami. Or John Burr. John. Toronto. I'm sorry, it was not Toronto. <sighs> C, Dallas, or D, Portland. I'm going to go Keith. Thank you for buzzing go- in, Keith. I want to make sure I got that right. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, B, the Miami. And I'm sorry, it was not Miami. It was, <sighs> in fact, Portland. Ah. The Noble Blazers were felled in the Grizzlies' first ever game. Uh, behind 29 points from Benoit Benjamin, who I thought murdered somebody, but I was actually thinking about Chris Benoit. Yeah. Benoit Benjamin (laughs) played at University of Alabama, so he might have murdered someone at some point, but yeah. Yeah. Let's hope he doesn't have CTE like Chris Benoit. Let's hope. Uh... Is the CTE the thing we hope he's not like Chris Benoit? Yeah, mostly I hope he's not a murderer. Yeah. Yeah. I hope nobody's a murderer. Guys... I hope you don't mind me saying this. The that's official a, that's a that's a scorcher. Yeah. M- murder? Not good. Not a fan. Hot take indeed. Yeah, hot take. Hot take. If if you if you're giving me Kane and Abel, I'm taking Abel every time. <laughs> taking Abel every time. Yeah. Although Abel gets murdered, so I don't know what Yeah, no, I mean not like as a victory. Like I'm not like oh. just morally, you know. If if an if an I'm watching if, if I'm watching the first ever murder. If I'm sitting there watching it, I don't go like, yeah, get him, Kane. I go, I go, hey, Abel, get the hell out of there. Personally, I can't, yeah. I can't speak for y'all, but. Agree to disagree. You, you think Kane did what had to be done? Hey, man. I think Abel was a vegetarian. So, I mean, he had it coming. You know, I'm a vegetarian. I might have well, known then. that. You motherfucker. You can't just, you can't just. <laughs> You can't just you can't just slander me and my people here on the. You're a, you're you my, people, yeah, my people, vegetarians. 
uh, next question. Who was the first head coach of the Grizzlies? Was it A, Brian Hill, B, Bob Hill, C, Brian Winters, or D, uh, Lionel Keith. Hollins? John. Uh, Keith. Uh, Bob Hill. I'm sorry, it was not Bob Hill. John. Oh. Brian Hill. Sorry, it was not Brian Hill. It what? was, wow, you guys are not good at this. No, uh, we're not. <laughs> you guys are not good at Vancouver Grizzlies trivia. It yeah, was, in it fact. definitely was not a Vancouver Grizzlies fan. <laughs> it was, in fact, Brian Winters. Uh, I don't even know who Brian Winters is. I was about to say, yeah. Well, guess what? I'm a musician? I have a spiel. Brian Winters, he was fired in the team's second season after they started 8-35, and and who was replaced by Stu Jackson, who went on to be an NBA executive and is the current associate commissioner of the Big East. Winters, on the other hand, went on to kick around as a career assistant, only getting called up to the big chair one more time, uh, when uh, taking the reins for the 2001-2 Warriors after Dave Cowens got fired. He last assisted in the NBA in 2012-13 on the Charlotte Bobcats team that Mike Dunlap coached for some reason. You may recall what an illustrious career. Yes, you may recall that Mike Dunlap who was a dude who had just never coached in the NBA, coached the Bobcats one year for some very bizarre reason and then was Thank almost you. immediately <laughs> fired. Yeah, you just threw out two coaches' names I've never heard of. I don't even remember That's the amazing. Mike Dunlap. Mike Dunlap. You don't either. remember the Mike Dunlap thing? I don't. Oh, man. Is, it is, was... that a, is that a Jordan golfing buddy? What is that? No, it's not a Jordan golfing buddy. He was just a career, like, defensively-minded assistant, uh, mostly in college. He he was, before he went to the Bobcats, he was working as an assistant coach at some college. And then he, and then all of a sudden the Bobcats hired him for no fucking reason. Uh, he won 20 games or whatever, and then he got fired the next year and replaced, I, I think, by Clifford, if I recall correctly. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Hubie Brown transplant, so this is all news to me. This is, this is, uh, this is edifying stuff. As, uh, well, as far as I know, the Vancouver Grizzlies, there's no way to see them. I mean, when I was right. in college, there was no way to see the Vancouver Grizzlies. I didn't have league pass, whatever, 20 years ago. No, of course not. Is I'm, there a way to rewatch a Vancouver Grizzlies game? Are there any Vancouver Grizzlies games at the uh, like on like YouTube, Hardwood or Classics or on YouTube? YouTube, or YouTube Bryant Reeves highlights. Uh, yeah, but I, I want a really I want short. a complete game. <laughs> I think you know. I think I do. do I mean, you know, I I keep a I keep a big list of a, a, a I keep a crowdsourced list of NBA games on YouTube. Oh. Uh, so I'll, I'll have to I'll have to dig it up, but it's it's in my dock somewhere. But um, I think uh, you know there might I can I can F three and see if there's a Grizzlies game on there. I might, yeah. do, I might have to do that. And pull that pull that bad boy up. Get get some of that We're... Vancouver Grizzlies flavor. I was covering a Blazers game. The Blazers uh, when they played uh, the Grizzlies in the playoffs. Remember that? I think it was a while ago. Uh, I there, there was a Vancouver Grizzlies fan there who uh, who just stuck with the Grizzlies after yeah the, yeah yeah uh, left, uh, you remember that Vancouver uh, we're we're working on we're working on like a Myers Leonard esque line here oh for two so far oh, oh it's oh it's not gonna get better either uh, <laughs> question three uh, which Grizzlies player was the only unanimous selection to the All Rookie First Team in nineteen ninety six ninety seven was it uh, Brian, Keith Keith. Bryant Reeves. I'm sorry, it was not Bryant Reeves. Was it? Had to go for it. Uh, certainly, of course. Uh, was it Bryant Reeves? No. Uh, Lee Mayberry, Sharif Abdur Rahim, or Lawrence Moten? Uh, John Burr, let's go with the player I think you made up his name, Lawrence Moten. I'm sorry, it is not Lawrence Moten. I do not know who Lawrence Moten is. I, I like how clear. you passed on the, the Sharif Abdul Rahim to make the Lawrence Moten joke. Yeah, yeah, because hey. it was Sharif Abdul Rahim. Uh, uh, You've got to be kidding me. Uh, Abdul Rahim went on to have an 11-ish year NBA career and uh, worked in the fucked up uh, San Francisco Kings front office before he got canned. Hire Sharif, please. His wife is tired of him lumping around the house. Uh, question four. Uh, name the Grizzlies player who scored 40 points at New Jersey on February 4th, 1997. <laughs> Was it? <laughs> I think I, hey, I've actually known uh, this before and I forgot it. Go ahead. Jumper. Lawrence Moten. I'm sorry. It was not <laughs> Lawrence Moten. Was it A, Anthony Peeler, B, Bryant Reeves, C, Byron Scott, or D, Tony Massenburg? You know, wow. Uh, Keith, 
I think it was Tony Massenberg. I'm sorry, it was not Tony Massenberg. It was, in fact, ah. Anthony Peeler. Ah. Uh, the following is the After the NBA section of Peeler's Wikipedia entry, as read by the great American raconteur and beloved take-it-or-break regular Mark Twain. Following retirement from playing, Peeler returned to college and finished his degree at Virginia University in Richmond, Virginia. He entered the coaching profession in China by serving as an assistant with the Shirang Dojin team. Peeler is currently an assistant men's basketball coach for the uh, Virginia Union University Panthers. He had expressed interest in joining the coaching staff of Frank Haith at Missouri in 2011, but no job offer was forthcoming. Uh, well said, Mr. Clemens. Thank you. It was good. Yeah. I lit a tiki torch for that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mark Twain loved tiki bars. <laughs> so we uh, we went we went a Jake Lehman esque over four. Oh, you go oh. fuck yourself. <laughs> Jake Lehman is a Jake Lehman is a Blazers legend, sir. That's 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 quality trolling there, Keith. Full marks. You son of a. Bit. You can't just fucking say that about Jake Lehman on my podcast. Uh, question five. The Grizzlies set an NBA record for most free throws attempted in one quarter on November 11th, 1997 against the Clippers. How many free throws did Vancouver shoot? Was it A, 28, B, 32, C, 37, or D, 41? John Burr. John. Let's go with... Three years younger than Vince Carter. 37. I'm sorry, it was not 37. Duh! Keith, do you, you got to take a swing. Keith, I'll take a swing uh, on 28. I'm sorry, it was not 28. It was, in fact, <laughs> 32. It was a game uh, against the Clippers. Uh, Antonio Daniels and Blue Edwards both attempted 10 Blue free Edwards. throwers. Yeah. The Grizzlies wow. only won by six. And on that day... A blood feud was born that lives to this day. Uh, 19. Pretty good. Uh, Question six, last one. Which nickname was almost given to the Vancouver franchise? Was it A, the Falcons, B, the Rebels, C, the Mounties, or D, the Stags? Jumber. Jumber. Please, God, let it be the Mounties. It was the Mounties. Jumber. Well done. A Mountie, you may recall, is what you call a Canadian who is making love. John, do you have a take on the Vancouver Mountie? On the on the team possibly being named the Vancouver Mounties? Um, I can only assume that they were, in fact, being named after the WWF wrestler, the Mountie, uh, Jacques Rougeau of the Fabulous Rougeaus, who would use a stun gun on his opponents to illegally defeat them. What? Oh yeah, like he would he would, he, would they was holds it, a pinfall a clean pinfall win over the one and only immortal Hulk Hogan. Does he wait a minute? Would he would he use an actual stun gun? Or, uh, or would I think they use it a was fake? Just a, it was just a rod that made a loud clicking sound ah, damn. when the uh, other wrestler, when touched by said stun gun, would uh, you know wildly gesticulate that he had been stunned. Mm, that's a shame. That's a shame. Uh. All right, I, uh, I've uh, I've marked you up a point for that one. Wouldn't it be? It would have been great if they still would have moved to Memphis and still been named the Mounties. That's the Memphis Mount, the Memphis Mounties is the best thing I've ever heard. Yeah, and should be the new team name now that Tony Allen is no longer with us. It's <sighs> just as anachronistic. There are no Grizzlies in Memphis. <laughs> I do like so. My favorite of a secret favorite thing I've always enjoyed about the Grizzlies. Is that uh, they came to Memphis and there was no reason for them to be named the Grizzlies. But then a few years later, they had a team that could only have been called the Grizzlies. Oh yeah, yeah. and uh, and they and like the team like the team like accidentally stylistically played themselves into their nickname. I just think that's beautiful. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> what we're gonna be now. We're gonna be like the Memphis poor pace and spacers, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, it's not it's not gonna be as fun. All right. Uh, uh, we'll, look, we'll, we'll we'll look back at these halcyon days and smile. Uh, John, you won. Congratulations. Hey. Uh, I got that Bill Withers slander t- took me down. Um, Keith, your check is in the mail. Undid me. 
Uh, Keith, you would have lost anyway. If we're all being honest. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got it. We got eight points for John, three points for Keith. So congratulations, John. You will be able to lord this over Keith for the rest of your life. You betcha. Uh, boy, uh, if you're listening to this episode and you thought, boy, Corbin sure is popping his peas a lot today, it's because my mic was turned up too high. I'm sitting here looking at the waveforms. I'm very worried that everybody is going to be driven to madness by this. But anyway, it was still Popping your peas, popping your Zoloffs, Thanks. doing it all. Love to, yeah, well, I, I just crush up and snort Zoloff now just for that. Oh, just for that pure feeling of raw moderation uh, that it gives you. Uh, well, I can't wait to get back to my ginger ales. Uh, if you took, if you like, took enough Zoloft, like the feeling wouldn't be like, oh, this is a downer, or this is an upper. It would just be like, it would be like pure neutrality. <laughs> it would be like step. It would be like it would be like that Rick and Morty episode where Morty stands on perfect level, and then the rest of the world is insanely crooked to him. Uh, hey, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a Vince Carter perfect Zen. Exactly. Uh, anyway, thank you for joining us, Jonathan and Keith. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, pleasure to be on. Uh, you, I, Very I, excited to be on. You can listen to uh, Fast Break Breakfast. On uh, it's available on iTunes. Uh, I don't know if you guys know your uh, RSS feed off the top of your head, but I want to. S- if you want me to say it, I think it's blogtalkradio.com/slash/fastbreakbreakfast. I think that's all it is. Okay, there's no slash RSS at the end of that. There's usually a slash there, RSS there is, at the end. There is not, as far as I know. But hey, if you Google Fast Break Breakfast, you will find us. All right. Thank you for joining us, John and Keith. To everyone else, uh, have a wonderful day.